Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number seven of The Topic. I'm here with my friend, Judy. Hi, what's up, guys? Um, So Judy is a senior at Leonardtown High School in St. Mary's County, Maryland. Judy serves as the St. Mary's County Student Member of Board and will be attending Yale University in the fall, majoring in ethics, politics, and economics. That's right. Right? Those three? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um. So a little bit about Yale. I should not have to explain much about this, but Yale is one of the most prestigious Ivy League schools, ranked number five in national universities by U.S. News and World Reports, although people argue whether the top five, like this one's number one, this one's number one, but located in New Haven, Connecticut, the acceptance rate in 2020 was 6.5%, although I'm not sure what the reports are for this year, but I'm sure it's a lot lower. Um, The average SAT score of an admitted student at Yale is 1520, along with an average ACT score of 33 to 35. So Judy, I just wanted to hear a little bit about you in high school. Um, if you don't mind sharing, what was your um, cumulative GPA and SAT score? So when I was applying, I had a 4.5227, and I was ranked number one in my class. Again, those are just numbers, and depending on what school system you're from, that that can range by a lot it's definitely the, the like minuscule points but for my SAT score funny story I only took it once and I didn't study for it because I took it for fun because I already knew I wasn't going to submit my scores so I scored a 1370 and again I did test optional uh-huh. and then I did take the ACT once but <laughs> sorry I have a cough right now but I took the <laughs> ACT once funny thing the proctor lost our test scores or something like that like the like the tests never got to the testing center so our test never got scored so I don't know my ACT score I would be so annoyed oh my gosh it's um, yeah it was pretty pretty yeah it's so cool that you got into all those schools tests optional though that's that's really cool um and so did you think that I know that like SAT scores and stuff are kind of losing significance but um and you may not even know the answer to this question, but do you think that submitting not submitting this score hurt you at all or no? I was actually before test optional was um was a thing or before I knew it was going to be guaranteed during my admission cycle, I was already pretty confident that my resume and my essays would carry my application and that I didn't need a significantly high score to be able to like have a good chance of getting in so like in my opinion like knowing myself I didn't think my test scores were gonna hinder me uh-huh. but um since I didn't submit them it, it was just like it was just like there's nothing like I didn't if you didn't submit this um this season like it didn't it didn't affect you I don't think so at least okay okay yeah that makes a lot of sense um so I know that this is definitely a very long list, but um, would you mind sharing the activities or roles that you were involved in in high school that were outside of um, SMOB? Yeah, so I'm just going to go straight down my common app activities list. So um, so if you didn't know, when you're applying to college, you have, to, um, you have a maximum of 10 activities you can list, and you have to list them in order of like the most important to you. Uh-huh. Or just, you know, just the most important. Yeah. So number one on my list was um, I was a district intern for Congressman Sunny Hoyer. He is my local congressman, and he's actually the majority house leader in the House of Representatives. Oh. And, you know, I just interned for him. Like, I worked virtually 
Um, I can explain my I can I can explain my extracurriculars a little bit. So I was a virtual intern and I answered the phone. I answered at least forty calls a day and I helped with thirty plus constituents daily with unemployment, housing, seeking asylum because some of them were um, Afghani nationals who were seeking um, refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, I helped with passport expedition. Um, I helped with the renters assistance program in Maryland. And I also answered legislative calls. So people would call the office and leave their legislative policy concerns and I would record them and um, report back to him. Okay. Number, yeah. Number two on my list was I was a student researcher and I was published through the Journal of Student Research. So um, I published my own research and I think was one of my biggest accomplishments in high school that I'm really proud of. It was, um, it's titled The Influence of um, Ethnic Media Online on Vietnamese American Immigrant Voting Patterns. Uh-huh. And um, so, yeah, I conducted qu- um, qualitative semi-structured interviews with six immigrants, and then I made novel conclusions, and I published it. That's awesome. Third on my list was the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Student of the Year campaign. So if you didn't know, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is a charity organization that raises money for blood cancer research and, you know, um, 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 patient treatment and outpatient care. So, and they all, they, they host a student of the year uh-huh. campaign, which is a national, um, national competition where, um, high school students compete to see who can raise the most money in their region, in their state, in the nation. So and for, I was uh-huh. a part of Team Sky for a year 2020 and in 2020, our team were the national champions so we raised over $450,000 for blood cancer research and treatment. And then, um, wow. yeah, personally, I performed a Bollywood dance to fundraise. So we we held um, this fun. Uh, it was it was a multicultural f- dance and um, sorry, multicultural showcase. So I personally danced in, <laughs> in a, a Bollywood showcase. And that night we raised over, I think, $26,000 that night. <clears throat> But it's um you have to raise wow. as much money as you can in a seven week period, and you can secure like corporate sponsorships. You can um, fundraise locally. You can ask for donations. You can um you know hold events and um fundraisers. So it's basically like all hands on deck. Do whatever you can in seven weeks to get as much money as you can. So we ended up raising the most in the nation yeah. in twenty twenty. 2021, I was part of the team again, and each year the team switches um, leadership. So I was, um, I was just, I was, for each year I was on it, I was just a team member. There are team leaders who, like, you know, lead the team. So I was just happy to be a part of the whole thing. So uh, I was invited to yeah. come back to the new leaders. And that year uh, we raised over $90,000, and this was during COVID. So the numbers weren't as big, but we still made a large impact, and we won the Maryland. Um, title yeah yeah that's awesome Mm -hmm. and then fourth on my list was I was a research team member at the University of Washington Center for Informed Public which um the research team I was working with was um researching misinformation in the Vietnamese diaspora and through networking and some like online connections they were able to find my research and they invited me to speak with them to like understand what I was doing and what my research, like how it aligned with what they were doing. And it would just, just in turn found out that Mm -hmm. we were basically our works were all in conversation with one another. So I was invited to be a part of their team. So I assisted with collecting 
data on participant media consumption and I helped them with their focus groups and I gave them conclusions about their data. And their first publication was published in the Harvard Kennedy School Review and they actually cited my work. So I'm so that was my first ever research citation. So I'm very proud about that. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And then as you already know, um, fifth on my list was that I was the student member of the Board of Education in my local county. And I, re- I represent 18,000 students, 18,000 plus students. And notably in my term, my county was able to um, um, install three um, NFL grade turf fields at all of our high schools. Mm-hmm. And then we were also able to um, eliminate rank. So instead of just, you know, valedictorian and salutatorian, we're now implementing um, graduation recognition, such as like um, summa cum laude, magna cum laude, cum, cum laude. So students will graduate with those honors Oh, now. that's amazing. Yeah. And then I also worked pretty heavily with our central office team and our um, curriculum team to pass a financial literacy course in conjunction with new um, um, health education requirements in Maryland. So students in Maryland have to take a full year of health now in order to graduate high school. And, you know, students typically take a PE health combination their freshman year or whatever year they just they choose to take it to graduate. Yeah. But now they have to take an additional um, semester of health. So um, if you take a semester of health, what are you going to do for the next semester? So we decided to offer four different classes that students can ab- are able to take to um, to supplement their new health class. So they can take financial literacy, piano ensemble, PSAT prep, and SAT prep. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So yeah, I was pretty I'm pretty happy about those things. And then down my list, these are kind of minor, not really, because I really enjoyed these <laughs> other extracurriculars as well. Yeah. But I was the um I was the class president of my class all four years. Um, I'm also heavily involved in the Maryland Association of Student Councils. That was a big um, organization I was involved in all throughout high school, and I was their student workshop coordinator. So basically, I trained over 150 kids in order to be so they could be certified to be workshop presenters. And um, I personally, with like my two other partners, would review, um, approve, and um, offer revisions to over 90 workshops yearly. Oh wow! Yeah, and then. I was also a certified workshop presenter for MAC for four years. So um, over the past all, all <laughs> over the past four years of high school, I've presented at um, in within my county, within the state, and nationally uh-huh. at like national conferences. And I would, if I could like make a guess, I've probably written, uh, I've self developed like over fifteen workshops. Oh wow! Yeah. And then these workshops are about diversity, leadership, civic engagement, and career readiness. Any topic, really. And then um, I, I was also the oh, president. Sorry to interrupt. I just didn't even yeah. know that you could get certified to do a workshop. I had no idea. Yeah, it's um, the Maryland Association, Maryland Association of Student Councils has their own, like, certification process. It's basically just to train you on how to properly present and, you know, like, what your workshop should be hitting on what like what how you should be presenting what 
what should what should you include in your workshops or like how should you interact with kids because you are presenting to high schoolers and middle schoolers yeah so basically it's just like training you to be it's training you to be like a good public presenter and speaker okay that's awesome yeah that's definitely like a lifelong skill too yeah I definitely I definitely think so yeah definitely and then additionally I was the president of my um high school student government association um so I planned prom it was outside it was this um this during this year so during covid and we were able to raise $26,000 in profit and wow. we collected over 18,500 cans of food that we donate cuz we um we have a year um we always um donate to charity for homecoming that's one of our main causes yeah so we have a competition throughout the schools to to donate to harvest for the hungry uh-huh and then lastly i was um during my junior year, I was the president of the St. Mary's Association of Student Councils, which is the the countywide student government. And I just worked to um, plan meetings and gather student input and then, um, you know, collect, um, hear concerns about students um, across the school district. You are literally, like, that's insane. I cannot believe he could fit all of that into a 24-hour day. I'm surprised myself. Honestly, I don't really know how it happened because all I remember from high school was, you know, scrolling on TikTok, to be honest. <laughs> I cannot believe you did all that. But I mean, I can tell just by your dedication that it's stuff that you're truly passionate about, which is what really matters. I, I Yeah, definitely. I think I think that I don't remember much of it because, you know, like when things like when you're when it, things when you love something and like it's not anguishing or like you know you're not having a ter- you're not having a terrible time because I feel like people remember the terrible times rather than the good times so the fact that I like don't really recall like my day to day like how I was able to do it is a like pretty good indication that I had a good time yeah yeah no for sure that's really cool that you could get that involved in many things but although you did have like a full common app um. Would you say that SMOB was your most time-consuming curricular or extracurricular or no? I would say no. SMOB was one of my senior year commitments. Yeah. And <laughs> um, my senior year has been pretty, um, I wouldn't say lax, but considering some like of my life situations, they were pretty understanding. And I had to take a break for like a, for two months. Uh-huh. But um, on the daily – it's more of like a four hour a week commitment. It's not that big chunk of my, out of my life. Uh-huh. Um, also, I don't like other than like going to board meetings and, you know, going sitting in sitting in policy meetings or, you know, going to speaking events. I think it's a pretty casual thing that I've already been doing all of high school. Like I've been doing similar things throughout high school. So I don't really think it's much of a time commitment. Okay. So, but, um, with SMOB, did you do a half schedule this year? Because I know that Boomi, our one here, does a half schedule. But th- does that mean that you also did one or no? I did not. I took a seven hour. I, I took, took a seven. I took seven courses this year. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not doing a half schedule either next year. I'm, I'm still like, I'm doing a full schedule, but I wasn't sure if SMOBs like had to. But um, some SMOBs do schedule. Some SMOBs like um, have a planning period. But just within my county, um, St. Mary's County is a pretty rural district, and we are not as involved as, you know, the Montgomery Smob, County Smob or the Anne Arundel County Smob or the Baltimore County Smob. Um, it, was, it was just not necessary. Also, I really prioritize my academics, and 
my board of education um, really emphasizes that I like prioritize my academics over, you know, going to board meetings or, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That That's honestly probably a lot better. But um, so would you say that in, I guess, like, I mean, I shouldn't even have to ask this. I feel like I can see through activities that you're most passionate about, like government and mm-hmm politics and that stuff but it's really cool that you could really show your passion through your activities um but about this interest like how did you become interested in these things was did you just join stuff like to get involved and you ended up liking it or was it like that have you had this passion growing up I think I I would honestly say that I know myself pretty well and my strengths so in middle school always been like the type to you know go up and speak or you know um do things that other people might have were hesitant to do or you know volunteer myself just because why not like if if someone if someone could do it like why couldn't I do it but um so basically my my middle school year I was voluntold to be the home like the homeroom representative like even though I would have totally done it like volunteered myself but then we're just like oh yeah Judy should do it like she's definitely good for the job but then in turn my 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 school's principal introduced me to the world of the Maryland Association of Student Councils. So she took me to meetings, um, like you know, like it was a it was a school wide thing because other students were going as well. But you know, she talked to me about like explain more to me about like what student government was, or like how could this how could like what could I gain from student government besides you know going on field trips because field trips are always a win win. Yeah. You know, leave the school day, go get some food. That's that's fun. What else can I be gaining from this? And um, I would say a lot of it was like the the motive, uh, the support for my principal and like her belief in me. It was just like there really is like nothing like someone like taking you on and like giving you advice and like making sure like they're taking care of you and like make like nurturing your interests. So like in the in in, yeah. in terms of student government, I would say I got my start from middle school, but my interest in like government politics economics, philosophy, those things. I think it's because I really excelled in English and social studies um, when I was younger. And, you know, I was, I'm pretty good at math and science as well. Um, to be valedictorian, you have to be, I, I would say you have to be well-rounded in all your courses, but I just had yeah. more interests. I was just more interested in doing English and social studies. It was just more, it, was, it just captivated me more. I enjoyed writing more than I, d- I did enjoy like doing problem sets. Um, well, I think the beauty of the social sciences is that there's not one correct answer. You can always, you can always argue your way or, you know, find a different narrative, find a different perspective. Unlike math, you know, you can, you're probably going to come to the same concrete answer, but in the social sciences, it's not that simple. And I think having conversation with others is really important. And I think just because conversation is so integral, and, you know, human behavior is so integral to social sciences. I think that's what compels me to go to pursue that field. Yeah, I so agree with that, like um, about about having more than one answer. I think that's such a cool thing about the humanities and those sort of things. But mm-hmm. um, about SMOB, so did you campaign against anyone or were you unopposed? I had one um, opponent. There was two of us running and we were from the okay. school. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, so was this campaigning process stressful or challenging for you? I would say no, simply because (laughs) here's some history. The person running against me, um, has been running against me 
for my class elections because he's he's the same age as me and we go to the same high school so he has been he had been campaigning against me for class elections um for like three years already and um obviously since i was class president all four years he didn't win and um he Mm -hmm. did run against the incumbents mob who was before me um like on her second term so she was running for a re-election he was running against her and she ended up winning so she served two terms and then he he decided to run again the next year just to um you know to see and i really admire that by him because he like even though you like you can keep failing or you can keep failing um it doesn't it didn't crush his spirit because he kept going so um yeah during this election cycle it was me against him and i was already pretty well established in student government um, some people might say that I put St. Mary's on the map because a lot of people like statewide, they don't know what St. Mary's County is. Meanwhile, I'm, over yeah. here, I'm always referring St. Mary's County. I love being from where I'm from my county. I love living here. I love being a student here. So I always, always, I believe St. Mary's County. So I was pretty well established already. And I was, um, I think the most important thing in elections is that to always remain confident in yourself. I don't really like to worry about the other candidates i've heard some rumors that you know other other students will reach out to their opponents and tell them to like don't run against me or like you know threaten (sighs) i'm not that type we were very cordial and um it's again it was just remaining confident in yourself and you know like remaining true to why you're running like i'm not running so i can beat him and like make a fool out of him but that's not why i'm running i'm running to represent the students so yeah 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 yeah. that again goes back to just the passion Mm -hmm. like about you know truly having that passion for government but Mm -hmm. um just um I guess we've talked about SMOB enough but I just wanted to transition a little bit towards your college application process I first wanted to say congratulations Mm -hmm. on being accepted to five Ivies that's amazing um I like first I've realized that because your TikTok actually popped up on my for you page um yeah it was like the dance mom's pyramid one that that was a really funny video but um i just wanted to ask you what schools did you apply to other than these ivy league schools okay let me find my list i actually made a tiktok about it so i'm gonna go read it (laughs) for you um i applied applied to 15 schools and in hindsight i wish i would applied to less because some of them i was like kind of peer pressured to apply to peer pressured by Um, who like your actual peers or your family more safety options my best friend Nagina (laughs) she goes to Duke University and she was helping me throughout the application process and she was telling me like Judy you don't have enough like safety schools on this list or like you need more target schools and I was like I don't really like I don't why would I apply to them if I don't want to go to them she's like well it's like you need those options I was like okay I see where you're I see what you're saying so I guess so in hindsight I wish I would have like reduced the number of applications I uh, the number of schools I applied to just because um regrettably like when you do get into a school, you are taking a spot from someone else. Yeah. But um, also just like the time and effort that went to it towards it, like, like deep down, I know I didn't want to go there. Why did I apply? Yeah. But yeah. other than that, I applied to Yale, Harvard, Columbia, Barnard, Brown, Dartmouth, Princeton, Duke, UNC Chapel Hill, Vanderbilt, Northeastern, American University, George Washington University. University of Maryland and Penn State University. Okay, so um why did you so I guess okay, so 
I guess you kind of separated it into dream, target, and safety, I would say? Yes. Um, so did you tour any of these schools while applying or no? Because I haven't, I'm a rising senior and I haven't toured. Okay. Here's the thing about me. Okay. Here's, here's the thing about me. I'm a very superstitious person. Like I, I won't, it's not OCD or anything like that, but I think if I do things a certain way, if I do something, <laughs> it'll like, something bad will happen to me. So my, so in my mind. I was like, if I go toward these schools or if I buy merch prematurely, <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad news. So I did not go to any schools um, at all, except for Duke, because I went and visited with my best friend when she got in um, last year. So that was that was literally the only school on my list that I had ever like visited. And then and UMD, because UMD, I had okay. um, I had been on campus for an interview before. That was it. I had not toured these schools. I I like researched them preemptively online like just research them for the for the application process to see what they're about but I did not step on campus okay okay yeah because like I don't I know that you know Arusa and she told me that she did not I play tennis with her but she told me that she didn't tour any schools until she got in and I think that's what I'm gonna do because I just don't even want to just like feel like walking across the campus now would see would be so much different than walking across the campus as an admitted student. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I that sentiment is exactly how I felt. Originally, I'm very similar people, but again, I think setting yourself up for like, like if you like for the disappointment, maybe also like I was trying to save myself from that. Like, I don't want to step on campus and be like, oh, like I really want to go here, but then something else happened, or like maybe you ha- you were having you had a dream school, but when you stepped on campus, it kind of like crushed your dreams like you didn't ex- it wasn't it didn't meet your expectations like I didn't want to have that feeling either yes it's so many yeah that's like just a couple of the just the reasons I don't really have a dream school but I do think that if I tour a school love it don't get in I'll be like Jesus like I really just did that and <laughs> didn't get in um yeah but was Yale your dream school yeah it was for since uh, since fifth grade so seven years it's been my dream wow school. that's amazing that you got in um and yeah. were they generous about financial aid or no? They were very generous. They were the most generous out of all my options. And I definitely could have negotiated with my others, um, with the other Ivy League schools because they, they do, they match financial aid. But I just did not have the agency to like negotiate with Harvard or Columbia because I, because at that time it was, it was like yell or nothing. Like there really yeah. is no reason. No, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Were, were, were Harvard and Columbia your second and third? Like what schools, um, this may be hard for you to answer now because you already are going to Yale, but um, were there any schools that you considered your number two or your number three? Or like, oh, if I don't get into Yale, maybe I'll go here. Definitely in conversation with my mom, it was Harvard for a second, which is very like a very privileged thing to <laughs> yeah. say. But I was just like, um, like Harvard would definitely be my second. And then Columbia, just because I prefer the New York City scene, like. I even like considered for a moment like oh I could be I be I could be a New York City student, but no I, I can't give up Yale. Yeah. So um, I, would, I would say I would say Harvard and Columbia were my next option. Yeah, being a New York City student is definitely like a very specific aesthetic. Um, that I would definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could. I don't think I could pull it off. But it is definitely is something. But so I guess Ivy Day was pretty crazy for you then, <laughs> applying to so many. Yeah, because I, <laughs> Ivy Day was like, I was very prepared for it. 
Like, I woke up that morning very energized. I went to school and was, like, energy. Like, guys, I cannot wait to go. Like, I can't wait to go home. It was also, like, the last day, to, day of my driving instruction. Uh-huh. So, I – it took me uh, – I was one of the late um, people who were late to the whole driving scene. So, um, um, my last day of driving instruct um, driving time with the instructor was on March 31st, which was Ivy Day. And my slot was from – my slot time was um, – I think five to seven and um, decisions came out at seven. So I was in the car with my mom, like rushing home. And it's like, mom, 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 they're about to come out. And I kept getting emails from the schools because they would show up when it's like, You're, there's an update to your application <laughs> portal. There's an update to your application portal. So I was like, mom, mom, we got to go home. So um, we get home and my laptop is already like all my tabs are already set up. And I was going to open them in alphabetical order because Yale would be last. And that's the only one I cared yeah. about. <laughs> So, like, I opened, like, Brown, um, and, like, Brown, and Columbia, and then Dartmouth, and, like, until, like, my third one, I was, like, what is going on? Because it was, like, back to back to back, and I was not expecting it. Yeah, that's literally amazing. But, okay, did you get denied from any of your IVs that you applied to? I, the only school I got rejected from for my 15 was Princeton, Mm. and... I was kind of already anticipating that. I made a prediction list, and Princeton was one of the schools I thought I was going to get rejected from. Be- like, based on vibes, my interview didn't go that great. And, like, I didn't really connect with the school. Like, I had, like, like so with my other schools I was applying to, like, Dartmouth, Brown, Columbia, Harvard, Yale, like, I had, like, an inkling that I could be, I could, I could possibly be a student there. But with Princeton, it was, like, a just total disconnect that I just, I applied just to see why not. So it kind of made sense in my mind that I didn't get uh-huh. It just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. So did, so did you um did you interview for? Because I'm not sure like which schools do inter like I'm not sure if all schools do interviews or whatever. But um did you did you have interviews for all of your Ivy League schools? Like did they just reach out to you and say like hey we'd like an interview or did they just not like how did that work? Um I know Brown didn't hold any interviews this year, so I did not interview at Brown. Columbia was doing very few interviews, so I did not I didn't get one I didn't get an interview from there. So I was very surprised when I got in because I thought like candidates who got interviews were more likely to but like obviously like interviews don't make or break your application and like not getting one isn't make or break either but um I did get interviews at Harvard Yale Princeton and Dartmouth okay okay um yeah that's good to know I honestly like was just coming aware like last year that schools even did interviews I had no idea but um kind of just wrapping things up if you could have done anything differently in your application process what would it be so this is pretty atypical but I didn't start any of my applications till the month of December so I didn't apply early anywhere um I was going to apply restrictive early action to Yale but um just because of some circumstances in my life I couldn't make the deadline so I ended up not applying early anywhere so um in the end, it all worked out because I got a likely letter from Yale. So they told me I, they told me early that I got in already. Okay. It was nice. But applying applying to 15 schools in the month of December was very grueling and, like, torturous. So that was already – it was already winter break. But, like, I did not spend my winter break. Well, I was, I was – I also thought I had COVID during winter break. So I guess it coincided pretty well. Oh, so I, no. I, I was already, I was already stuck at home anyway, so, like, it kind of lent itself to me, like, doing my applications hours on end, 
at least like eight hours a day during winter break. Oh, damn, girl. Yeah, I know. And like my college friends were home from college, so they were able to like proofread my essay. So that was convenient as well. So but if I was if I had a normal year, I would say I would have probably started sooner than later. But I think I work pretty well under pressure. So maybe maybe it's like a hidden gem that I was able to get everything done. Okay, yeah, yeah. I swear, the 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 sentence of you saying I thought I had COVID is like the definition of everyone's winter because there were maybe five times when I thought to myself, I think I have COVID. Yeah, it was literally terrible. But um, I know. And, and I was getting symptoms, but it turns out I was just getting sick because there was mold in my hydro flask that I forgot to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> not the hydro flask not the hydro i still have to mine is like my emotional support and i haven't cleaned it for two months so maybe that'll yeah. make me go clean it yeah that was me I really, um, like, it was so bad but again i don't think like i'm also very like leave it to the universe kind of person so uh-huh. like, um this is my like this is my personal mantra that i tell everyone all the time like um everything works out in the end and if it hasn't worked out it's not the end so i think the way like my life was leading up to or like the events that were happening I think whatever like was meant to be what was meant to be but I would have definitely applied to scholarships I didn't apply to any this this um this round so I definitely would have I feel like I should have tried my hand at like like the the coke the coca-cola scholars program or you know oh yeah the gate scholars program and like the cook foundation like I I definitely could have like applied and just see what it was like but I didn't so I'll never know. <laughs> yeah. So you say that your top advice is to just start early. Yes. Yeah, I would say that. And then I would say, like, maybe don't start too early because you never know what life will – what can happen during your senior year because a lot of mm-hmm. the college admissions process is about, you know, like your life experiences and how you've grown as a person. So maybe if you start things too early, the version of yourself later in your senior year will be, like, completely different than the version of yourself that you wrote about in your college essays okay yeah I I wouldn't even think of that mm-hmm. it's yeah it's definitely I feel like college admissions is all about like the portrayal of yourself like your life story and and like the way you choose to focus in that moment is like way different than maybe you would choose to write about it like like if I tr- if I had written my essays in August that version of myself that I would present to the missions officers would be completely different to the person that I presented to my, I presented to them in December. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah. That's, that's a really interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be it for today. Thank you so much, Judy, for meeting with me today. No problem. I hope you have a great rest of your summer. Um, I know that you'll have a great time at Yale. Mm-hmm. Please make sure to post a bunch so I can look at it. <laughs> Of course, of course. I post a lot, so don't worry about that. All right. Bye, Judy. Thank you. Have a good one. No problem. Have a good night.